0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials,
1: or its staff.
0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Courtney. This is Sunday, October 30th, 2022, and we are getting ready for the Thanksgiving holidays. Yes, I know we haven't gotten past Halloween yet, but after tomorrow, we will be past that, and Be looking forward to Thanksgiving and Christmas. So this evening, we will be making my grandmother's chicken and dressing recipe. So I'm going to hand it over to Kayla and get her to read off the recipe. And then we'll get started cooking. Kayla, it's yours.
2: Righty. So to get started, you are going to need two sticks of margarine, two cups of celery chopped, two cups chopped onion, uh, one teaspoon poultry seasoning, one half teaspoon salt, two teaspoons sage, one half teaspoon pepper, one can cream of chicken soup, one can cream of mushroom soup, one cooked chicken deboned, one large skillet cornbread crumbled. Three cups chicken broth. And that is it.
0: All right. Thanks, Kayla. So um, I've got my butter. I'm using but You can use butter or margarine in this. It doesn't matter. Um, I've got my butter in my skillet working on getting it melted. And while that's working, I'm going ahead and I'm crumbling up my cornbread. And I am making a double recipe, so I'm making a really big batch, um, so that I can have lots to eat before Thanksgiving and at Thanksgiving. So, um, so I've got my cornbread and I'm almost crumbled here. My butter is almost melted. I am choosing to leave out the onions today because of um, some allergies to onions in my family. And um, I, so some of the substitutions I'm using, um. I did not have any cream of chicken soup, I thought I did. So I'm using two cans of cream of mushroom soup. If you would like um, to omit the chopped celery and the chopped onions, you can use cream of celery and cream of onion soup instead of your um, cream of mushroom and cream of chicken. And it's just gonna act as a binder um, in there. And you might wanna add a melted uh, melted stick of butter to that recipe, if you're not going to use the celery, the chopped celery and onion.
1: Right,
0: washing my hands there. All right, and sounds like my butter is almost done. Let's just check it out here. And again, I'm using my 16-inch electric skillet, which is my favorite. And the recipe calls for a whole chicken deboned. Um, again, the piece that I'm making for that is I'm using uh, leg quarters. So leg quarters were on sale for 68 cents a pound and that's cheaper than a whole chicken. So I got 10 pounds, cooked up most of it last night, finished it up this morning, um, and got most of it deboned already. So you can use any, you know, any chicken parts that you have. You can even use a rotisserie chicken if you'd like. You know, we talk about those, uh, you know, getting those from Walmart or Costco or your grocery stores. They have them. And try to go in the morning when, you know, they might have some leftover from the day before. And um, they have them marked down to half price. So my butter is almost melted, so I'm going to go ahead and add in my celery. And I use an entire stalk of celery. And I had a partial sauce as well, so I'll just use all of that. So it's going to take up the whole piece of butter to, to saute that. And we're going to saute this until it's semi-sautened, or semi I'm sorry. And um, it's going to be about 8 to 10 minutes. So once I get all that stirred around in the butter, we'll set a timer for 10 minutes. And we'll start mixing together some of our other ingredients into our cornbread. And when you're making uh, chicken and dressing, you can leave out the chicken if you don't like chicken. Um, you know, you can substitute turkey if you don't like, if you don't like turkey, you don't have to put that in there either. And you can also um, use vegetable broth if you want to go vegetarian. Tori wasn't able to be with us tonight, so she can't tell me I'm a good, you know, vegan and vegetarian swaps but I'll do my best. Um, again you can use vegan butter or if you want to sauté this in your vegetable block you can do that as well. All right so I've got that mixed in with the butter and we're just going to let that sauté and we'll come back and stir on it uh, every few minutes until the timer goes off. All right so I'm going to set a timer. Alexa start timer for eight minutes and I have my skillet set on about 350 so now I'm going to add my seasonings I'm adding um, probably since this is such a big batch I'm going to add maybe about 2 to 3 tablespoons of a mixture of salt, pepper, and garlic powder I'm a a bad example I did not check my pantry to see if I had everything I just assumed that I did and I did not have poultry seasoning but that's okay it can be left out and if you're not a fan of sage or you know you have to leave out the sage that's fine as well but I love me some sage I just like the peppery taste of it so some people love it some people hate it so. All right, Naby, do we have any raised hands at the moment? We do not. Okay. Nope, we don't. It doesn't look like we do. No hands in Clubhouse either? Nope. All right. I want to just rinse my hands real quick again. So I am not getting all my other stuff dirty. So I've put in my garlic seasoning, garlic pepper, and salt seasoning. I put in uh, about two tablespoons of sage in that. I'm going to stir my celery real quick.
2: Kayla did raise her hand, Courtney. Do you want that now?
0: Sure. sure. Go ahead, Kayla. You don't have to raise your hand. You're my Can trusty you sidekick.
2: I, I wasn't sure if you could hear me. Are you hearing me?
0: Yes. I am hearing you now. Okay. Yes, I am.
2: Um, So you said you cooked the chicken yesterday. Did you season the chicken and how did you cook it?
0: So before I went to bed last night, I put it in a crock pot and I covered my chicken okay. with water and I dumped in what little of my, my seasoning mix that I had left. I had to make some more this morning. So um, I just dumped in some of the garlic powder, salt and pepper um, in there and I just let it cook overnight. Quick and that That's is what I would neat. have done as well. Yeah. So I just and
2: then we were on the same page.
0: Yes. And when I got up this morning, I took the chicken out of the crock pot, left the broth in there and then added the rest of my chicken that I had from, uh, that wasn't able to fit into the crock pot. So I put that in, in the crock pot and let it cook for a little while. All right. So while the celery is still sauteing, I'm going to add in couple of handfuls of this chicken and to debone the chicken you just pull the skin off and um then I'm adding more than that that's probably going to be about four handfuls of chicken and I still have plenty left over and I still have some to debone so all right I'm going to go ahead and give that just a a quick mix and then we'll mix it in the rest of the ingredients in just a moment so when you're deboning a chicken um, with leg quarters of course that's the the leg and the thigh together and I usually remove the skin after it's cooked and I just toss the skin sometimes I'll save it and just put it back in my broth just to add more flavoring to the broth and just you know make an even stronger chicken broth I didn't do that today because uh, I have plenty of chicken broth in the freezer and I'm gonna have plenty to to put back in the to put in the freezer again. So, um, and then you start removing the meat, um, separating it from the bone and you don't wanna put any fat in your dressing either. You you know, you want it to be all meat. You're gonna have enough fat with the butter. But hey, if you like all that, go ahead, put it in there.
2: I find if you have enough time to put your chicken in the fridge once it cools and then put it in the fridge, um, when it's cold, to me, it's a lot easier to debone than when it's warm.
0: Yes, it is. And, um, you know, I took my um, the chicken out about 9, 9.30 this morning and just set it in a bowl and just set it over to the side while I was doing my other prep work. So making my cornbread, chopping my celery, um, getting the rest of my ingredients together. And it was pretty, it was cool by that time, by the time I got through and it was ready to debone. So it had plenty of time to cool off. And then, you know, I just put it in a separate bowl. And once it got, um, once I got finished, I just stuck it in the fridge until time to start my phone. All right. This is sauteing up real nice. And it's smelling so good. Every time I fix the chicken and dressing, I think of my, my mom Gray, who I lived with after my parents divorced. And. She would make it, in oh, the house not so good with sautéing of the celery and the onions. Oh, brings back great memories of her. Something else you can use, too, if you don't want to chop up your onions or you don't have time, use frozen chopped onions as well. Um, or use onion powder or, you know, there's always, if you don't like the texture of celery, but you like the taste of it, you can use celery salt, celery seed, there's celery essential oils. So there's a lot of things that you can substitute and still get that celery flavor. All right, Kayla, you had something to share?
2: Yeah, I was gonna let you know that um, we were at the grocery a couple of weeks ago, and um, they had an onion slicer, and it looks a lot like an apple corer, um, except it has a grid that goes all the way across it. Um, mm-hmm. so I picked it up, and it's it works great.
1: I
0: have something you similar you just to that. Press it
2: down the same way. So I take off the. The, the you know the paper part of the onion take all that off mm-hmm. and then you just press down on it and you got little slices of onion and then you can break them apart because they're layered anyways
0: right I've got something similar that um we call it the, uh alligator uh, because it, <laughs> that's, it, it, that's that's what it looks like you know um it's like a big alligator mouth when you open it and you you have different grids that you can place in for different size pieces that you want your vegetables to be. And um, just press down on it hard. And there you go. You got all your vegetables chopped and it, it works really great. Um, because usually if I'm in a time crunch, I'll hand it to Jason and say, "Here, see my onions. And he, he loves to, to chop my onions on the alligator. Donut's yes. my
2: onion cutter, so I bought it for him. I'm like, look, I got you something at the store.
0: <laughs> so right now I'm adding in my cream of mushroom soup, all four cans, because I am doubling up the recipe here. And with this recipe, you know, you really can't mess it up. I mean, you can over-season it, but just put in a little seasoning and taste test it and then go back. and. um you know, add more if you need to. You can always add more, you just can't take it away. So, I, you know, I don't measure a whole lot on this recipe. Yeah, you know, yeah, two sticks of butter, four cans of soup, um, but I don't know how much celery I used. I didn't measure how many cups it was, it just filled my bowl. So, and I usually don't, um, Alexa, stop. I usually don't measure my chicken broth out either um, because it's one of those you just put it in and just stir it until it feels right. And I know that's, that's a, that's a good technical term. All right. So my celery is good and sauteed. paid. I'm going to unplug my skillet and I'm going to let that kind of settle down for just a few minutes before I start dumping it into my cornbread mixture. We had a pastor one time telling us, you know, he he realized his mom was getting older, and he wanted to know, you know how do you make your dressing? And well, I put in this and this and this. And he says, well, how much? And she says, well, I don't know. Well, how do you know that you have enough? And she says, well, I just stir it until it feels right. And he's like, that doesn't tell me anything, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, now yeah, I understand what he's saying. And um. So he got in the kitchen with her and, you know, she poured in her hand, you know, what she usually put in and they would measure it out and write it down. And um, he said, OK, now we got to stir. And he stood behind her and put his hands on hers and they stirred it. And then he knew what it felt like to stirring it. until it feels right. So um, and he wrote down, yeah, you know, how many. Yeah. Yeah. And, when, you know, I've said this so many times. When you're cooking, there's a difference between cooking and baking. When you're cooking, you can just pretty much um, just use the recipe as a guide. And you don't have to follow it strictly. Um, You can tailor it
2: to your taste buds.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And um, when you're baking, though, you want to get exact measurements. Because with that, that is chemistry there. (laughs) that's all I can say because
2: science goes into there
0: yeah and you want to make sure that you know your cake is nice and fluffy and moist and it's risen and all that stuff you don't want something that's flat and you can't eat it because it's so hard all right do we have any hands in clubhouse
2: not yet
0: not yet do we have anybody that is salivating in Clubhouse?
2: <laughs> I'm not in Clubhouse, but I sure am.
0: <laughs> Do we have any raised hands in Zoom?
2: Um, no.
0: Anybody salivating in Zoom? It's yes,
2: ma'am. It's <laughs> <Yes>, ma'am.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, we're salivating
2: but, in Zoom and Clubhouse right here. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, um, before the call got started, you guys, Natalie, she, our host in Zoom, she said that she told her husband, We're going to have to eat dinner before I do this call. <laughs> so, she wouldn't be quite so hungry, I think. So. Ooh, we have a raised hand. Awesome. All right, Let's Here see.
2: Let's invite her on. That's Jeanette, and I think she can unmute now.
0: Hi, Jeanette. Welcome. Hold on. I don't know if she's gotten. Okay. Well, while we're waiting on Jeanette, I'll come back to you in just a second, Jeanette. I'm uh, just spooning my celery into my cornbread mixture. So, and Jeanette, whenever you get on stage, just Here let she is. me
1: know. Hi. Okay. Sorry, Hi, Jeanette. Um, hey, <laughs> I'm trying to do this without a headset, which is unusual, and that tripped me up. So, my question to you is you're putting, you're, you're going to add all the stuff that you mixed into the cornbread recipe. And that, mm-hmm. will you stir that again and then put that into your chicken? Or will you bake it like some in the chicken and some in a casserole?
0: So, I do not put mine in the chicken at all. Um, okay. We, that's most, most people in the South do not cook it in the, the turkey or the chicken. Uh, I'm not going to say all, but most of us don't. And I was raised, you know, we just always cooked it in a casserole dish. So, that's what I usually do is I put it in my 9 by 13 and I do disposable aluminum so I can freeze it. And this will stay good for a couple of months in the freezer. Um, Usually doesn't last that long in my house. (laughs) um, (laughs) Wouldn't in mine either. (laughs) um, So, and if, you know, you're one who insists that it goes in the bird, um, a tip that I, of course, you know, the experts say, you know, don't cook it in the bird because, you know, it won't get the right temperature. You'll overcook the bird and some of the juices from the bird could leak into your dressing or stuffing, whatever you want to call it. And it's just not safe. Um, but I read a tip one time that said if you did insist on cooking it in your bird, put an, um, one of the oven roaster bags inside your turkey and then spoon your stuffing into that and cook it in that roasting bag. That way it keeps it, the, the the juices from the turkey from seeping down into your stuffing mix. That's something I've never tried. I, I read that probably 20 years ago. Um, so, and you just follow the directions, you know, like you would just cooking your turkey. So and that's something I'm going to cook probably the Sunday before Thanksgiving, because my in-laws are coming in the next day and we'll be doing thanksgiving dinner sometime around that time so we'll cook the turkey on the call all right thanks for your question jeanette did that answer it or do you
1: have any more questions okay. it's not we have april also who
0: okay. she uh, should be unmuted hey april welcome to in the kitchen you have a
2: question yes uh i do um what is the recipe
0: for the cornbread skillet? Um, Okay, I'm I'm, so curious, is it easy to make? Oh, cornbread is so simple to make and I will send out a cornbread recipe. I was going to ask if anybody wanted one. Um, So I'll I'll go ahead and give you kind of, again, this is one of those, yes, it's baking, but it's kind of foolproof. So I don't do a lot of measuring. Um, right. So I I preheat my oven to 400 degrees. Yeah. And you can do this just, you know, if you don't have an iron skillet, that's fine. You can do it like in a cake pan or some other oven safe dish. Um, so I preheat my oven to 400 degrees and I put either, it depends on what I have on hand, either a big scooping of shortening. So it's going to be probably a fourth a cup of shortening or about that much oil in my skillet. And if I'm putting oil in there, I take uh, a paper towel and I wipe it all around the edges on the bottom and on the sides of the skillet. Then Mm -hmm. I stick that in the oven and I let that skillet get extremely hot while I'm mixing up my cornbread. Mm -hmm. So The ingredients in the cornbread, um, and I'm going to give you approximate measures here. Mm -hmm. I used approximately four cups of cornmeal mix. Cornmeal Mm -hmm. mix in itself rising, so you don't have to add the baking soda and the powder and the salt. Um, Okay. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, too. Um, So I used about four cups of cornmeal mix, which, which, like I said, has your cornmeal and your flour mixed in. Mm -hmm. Then I used about a fourth to a third cup oil. Two Mm -hmm. eggs and about a half to three-fourths cup of buttermilk. And a little little bit of water just to kind of thin it out. Because you don't want your batter concrete thick. No. You want it kind of the consistency of cake batter. Yeah. Then once I get it all mixed up, and I use a hand mixer to mix it up. Okay. And once I get it all mixed up. Pull my skillet out of the oven and I pour the batter in there. And if it's good and hot, you'll hear it start to to start sizzling and frying and start cooking. And it's like, oh, yeah. And I cook it for about uh, 40 to 45 minutes on 400. And of course, that depends on your oven. So it took mine about 40 minutes today. Okay. And it gives it that nice golden brown color on the bottom, and it's got the crispy edges, and which oh, is all that yes. stuff I love. Yeah, <laughs> all that yummy, yes, yummy stuff. So good.
1: It Thank is you good. so much.
0: You're welcome. And I could not wait to get that cornbread out of the oven. It was. So- I bet not. I love a good cornbread. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. All right. Thanks for your question. Thanks for Thank joining us. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. That
2: is all of our hands right
0: now. Okay. Do we have any
2: in Zoom? Yes, ma'am. Diane, you can go
1: ahead and um, unmute.
0: Hi, Diane. Hi. Hi, Courtney. Good How doing? you doing? How are you? I'm, good. I'm good. How are you?
1: So am I. I'm good too. Good. Um, good, good my good. question is: Okay, so you you um, sautéed your um, celery and your butter in your butter, right? I you did. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're oh. mixing all the other ingredients together separately first right
0: yes I did it can all be you know it doesn't matter which way you put it in and mix it together I was just mixing everything together while my celery was sauteing
1: oh okay and then you'll put your celery in that or Mm -hmm. oh yes so
0: after the celery was was sauteed in a nice it still had a little bit of a crunch because it's going to cook in the oven and it's going to soften up even more. So right. so I just, um, you know, dump that in there, just spoon that in there with the butter mixture and um, dumped in my two, my four cans of soup. And now I just put in some chicken broth. Again, I don't know. I just grabbed a cup out of the cabinet and just right. scooped some in there. And now I'm fixing to get good and messy. And I'm just putting my hands out. You work in a big container when you're doing chicken and dressing. So I just got my hands in here and and I'm mixing it up thoroughly. And once I get it all mixed up, I will just use my hands again and um, just put it into my 9 by 13 pans. Cover those with foil and stick them in the freezer. Now, another good thing about this recipe, you can cook it in the crock pot. Or you can oh, cook really? it in the oven. Yes. Oh. So to cook it in the crock pot, you just you know put it into your crock pot. It doesn't matter what size. And you turn it on high and let it cook on high for 45 minutes. Then you turn it on low and let it cook on low for four hours. And then oh, it's wow. done. So you're freeing up that oven space. Right. When you're cooking your dressing. Um, to cook it in the oven, I just, again, put it in my disposable pans because after working all day in the kitchen, I don't want to have to <laughs> wash more dishes. dishes. Yeah. Um, and my husband, he's my dishwasher, so he thanks me for using disposable. Um, and so I just put it, in the, you know, put it in my disposable pan, stick it in the oven, and cook it for one hour on 350.
1: And now, you know, after I, it, I like- <laughs> a few freeze drawers, how, do you, how um, long, do you, when you take it out of the freezer, then how long do you let it set or? Um, You
0: want to let it thaw out. I mean, you know, if it's not thawed out, it's going to take a longer to cook, of course. Um, But I usually try to set mine out the night before uh, or or the day before and, you know, just sit it in the refrigerator and let it thaw. And it's going to, you know, thaw out by the end. And um, So then can
1: you freeze it and then put it in the crock pot, you know, kind of like you would in the oven? Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh,
0: I'm learning a lot. Learning oh, can. Yeah, yeah. So okay, um, well, I usually don't you. cook mine in the crock pot because I like those brown, crispy edges on my dressing. Yeah. So, all right. So all right, I've got you. this. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you for joining us this evening.
1: Oh, you're welcome. So I've
0: got this all mixed up and I've started until it feels right. And now I'm just going to do a taste test. And it's okay to taste test this because everything in the mix, it's, it's already cooked. There's no raw ingredients in there. So it's okay to go ahead and taste it to make sure you've got the seasoning just right. Mm, and I do. Oh, so thank you all for indulging me for just a moment there. So I forgot to get out my pans, but I will do that after the call and get this in the freezer. So do we have any additional questions or hands raised or anything?
2: Not on Zoom. Not right now.
0: Not right now. So, Kayla, how do you do your stuffing or your dressing? Do you even make it for your holiday?
2: So, I typically will use um, a box mix (laughs) as my base. So, I I like. um, I actually like the store brand is my favorite. Um, And then Mm. I I use the dry out of that. And then I... um, I do the onions and the celery and, of course, butter. Um, I use um, the chicken broth rather than the water that's called for it on the box. And I never, I've never stuffed my turkey, um, and mainly because I slow roast my turkey, and it, it just would be a mushy mess by the time I was done. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I do it. I do it in a casserole pan and pop it in the oven, kind of like how you're doing it. So, very yeah. similar. Um, okay. I've never done the um, the, break, the cornbread. I've never even had it. So, I'm looking forward to trying it.
0: Oh, girl. You need to come to Mississippi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For more reasons than one. But
2: I've had chili. I've had like red chili cornbread, but I've never had stuffing cornbread. So Yeah.
0: And you don't have to use cornbread. Um, you know, you can use some of your bread. You know, if you don't like the heels of your loaf bread, stick those in the freezer. Um, and then, you know, when it's time to make your dressing, pull those out, toast them up in the oven for a little bit, let them get kind of stale. Or even just let them sit out overnight. they will get stale enough with that. Um, you know, my grandmother used to use use that and you know any stale bread cornbread sometimes um and even stale biscuits so if you've got rolls left over you know throw those in the in your freezer and um and you know just when you get a big pile of them or get a freezer full then you can you know make you some dressing and i will say the best time of the year to start looking for chicken of course it's around the holidays, you know, your leg quarters, if that's what you want to go with, because they're so cheap. Um, so you want to go with, if you want to go with your uh, dark meat, such as your leg quarters. Um, and if you want chicken and dressing year round, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I, that's what I grew up on, was eating it year round. You know, people say, oh, it's just a delicacy, it's a treat. You know, I'm like, I ate it on the 4th of July, <laughs> you know, it's just something we did. Um But you can, around the holidays, like Memorial Day, uh, Independence Day, Labor Day, when people are doing a lot of the grilling out, you'll see your leg quarters go on sale for fairly cheap. Um, You know, this year they were a little more expensive and they were 68 cents a pound. I'm used to paying 59 cents a pound for them. Um, I'm not complaining. It's still cheap, but but yeah, it, it was a little more expensive this year than it typically is.
2: And Courtney we do have a hand in clubhouse and she's on hey. stage now Peggy.
0: Hi Peggy welcome. She's unmuted. We're not hearing you Peggy so if you have a headset on it might be muted.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Can you tell me about the, um, the, the cornbread um, mix? Is that kind of like with Bisquick and stuff, only it's cornbread mix? Is that kind of what it's like?
0: Well, when you go to the, it's, it's over with the flour. Um, you know, so okay. when you buy your five pounds of flour, it used to be, I think, just sold as cornmeal. But over the years, it's got where they've added flour into it to make it, I guess, less expensive. So, it's just a flour and cornmeal mixture. And oh, okay. Um,
1: so, it's like in a paper bag, like uh, flour kind of flour. It
0: is. Mm-hmm. And, okay. you know, okay. it's been so long since I've personally been to the grocery store to, to shop, people shop for me. Um, but I don't ever remember seeing just regular cornmeal, you know. Um, and I worked in the grocery business for almost 15 years.
1: Um, well, I grew up in the I, north, so in the north we didn't have this like, cornbread mix. I don't think, right, but um, right. but we did and, have cornmeal, and it came in a, a, a round thing, kind of like oatmeal. Mm-hmm. That's the way cornmeal used to come when I when we used to buy it. But and All I know right, I, I can, cornmeal mix. <laughs>
0: and most of your brands, like um, Sunflower, Martha White, um, White Lily. Those are already, that is your cornmeal mix and it'll say cornmeal mix on there. Okay. Um, yep. And, you know, when the corn, you, when you see it go on sale, that and the flour, buy what you can and stick it in the freezer and it will last in the freezer. If you just yep. put it on your shelf, yep. you know, there's the chance that you could yeah, bugs. get your bugs in it. And that's, and it, you know, yep. even if you just put it in there for three or four days, it's going to kill those bugs. Yeah.
1: So. All right. Great. Well, thanks. I, I've always I I heard somebody talking about this cornmeal mix thing and said they they use it for polenta. So I thought, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: I know um, I was looking for gluten free cornmeal mix and I haven't found it. Unless it is, it's out of my price range. And I was able to buy just yeah. a regular cornmeal. There's nothing mixed in it. It is the, the ground up corn. And, and yep. so I have to mix my flour in with it on that. But uh, if you don't have to cook gluten-free, don't.
1: <laughs> it, right, it's, right. It gets it, expensive, I you know. Yeah.
0: It does. It does at times. So,
1: but thanks for joining us, all right, Thanks for question. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Thanks.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's all for now. Okay. So you know, I found the, um, the cornbread mix is typically where your stuffing is. So if you have a, an aisle where you're, you know, you have the pre-made stuffing, they're usually near each other.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, in the store that I worked at. You know, you had your cornmeal mix and your flour all right there together in, in your stuffing mix. So, so yeah, it's all right there together. And if you just say cornmeal, pretty much that's what you're going to get is cornmeal mix these days. So. All right. Do we have any other raised hands?
1: You do not.
0: All right. So next week, what I plan to cook is homemade macaroni and cheese. And Ooh, oh wow. my goodness. Yeah. I, yes, it, it is good. So uh, a few nights ago, I was wanting some mac and cheese. I had the Velveeta shelf and cheese. And so I was like, okay, so I'll just cook that. Y'all, that was the nastiest stuff to me after eating homemade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and I've got another box in there and I'm like, oh, so that's either going to go to family or it's going to the food pantry. I don't know which, but somebody else is getting that nasty cheese, macaroni and cheese. So, um, and then, you know, we're going to work on some casseroles and um, I'm going to do some, one night we're going to do some Homemade cranberry sauce. Uh, Our friend Desi Knoller, she makes her own cranberry sauce. So she'll be coming and talking about her recipe as I make it along. So we'll be doing that one Sunday night. Um, And we'll be meeting every week until Thanksgiving. I may take the Sunday after Thanksgiving off, but I want to help you get prepared for your Thanksgiving dinner. And I know one night we'll be cooking rolls. I don't know if Kayla's going to help me out with that.
2: Yeah, I can help with rolls. I also have a, uh, a twice-baked potato casserole that's oh, yes. really popular with my family.
0: Yes. So that sounds good. That sounds good. And I'll share some of my family recipes for some of the casseroles that we might not get to on the call. But uh, I'll be happy to share those with the community and, um, and all. So... All right. Do we have any raised hands?
1: We do not.
0: Oh my. Not right now. Hey. Okay. Well, this didn't take as long as I thought it was going to. So um, I think we'll just go ahead and end the call for this evening. I want to thank you all so much for joining us tonight. I want to thank Kaylin for helping me in reading the recipe tonight. Natalie, thank you so much for hosting you. Your internet lasted, so I'm so it glad. <laughs> and Nikki, thank you so much for connecting us with Clubhouse. Herbie, thank you so much for streaming on ACB Media 5. And um, if you would like to get in contact with me or any of the cooks at ACB, you can send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com, and we will get that taken care of. And if you would like to subscribe to the listserv and get the recipe for this chicken and dressing, you can send a blank email to acb-cooks, plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. And if you were not able to jot down those recipes, you can find them in the description of today's call, or you can send an email to community at and they'll get you in contact with me. So again, thank you all so much for joining us this evening. And we hope to see you at the next community event. Y'all have a great evening.